Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mission one, I'm going to put this on. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction, black fantasy, and staying on the same page in our marriage. Today for episode 101, that's Wildisha. Hey, Wild. Today for episode 101, we watched Bones, starring Snoop Dogg, directed by Ernest Dickerson. He used to come on BET all of the time. And so Ben had never seen it before, and I hadn't seen it in a couple years, so we decided to watch that. Black director, black horror. But before we get into the show, how you doing, baby, baby? Ooh, yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I'm running off of uh, this wonderful Worldcon weekend where I met lots of great authors and Lots of wonderful people. Um, yeah, it's been... I'm sure they all asked, like, where's Amber? Where's yeah, the baby? The where's people, the best part of you? <laughs> the people who knew me or followed us were curious about you. They were more Thank interested you. in learning about you than me, obviously, because you're, you're the rock star. I am, and I'm just <gasps> the rock. I'm the foundation which you are built. You, you built on me. On this rock, you shall stand. Right, rock of I'm, ages. I'm your... Rocky I, and Bullwinkle. You know, you you really, I was talking to you this morning how about how you really are like the Roger Rabbit to my Eddie Valiant. Like you're you're just goofy enough and just annoying enough, but Eddie like needs Roger. Yeah. It's like I take myself too seriously, right? I can't, you see my head keep, because I'm trying to look at you and talk into this mic. Maybe I, I should move it a little bit closer to me. Check us out, y'all. We, we should, got podcast we, arms. If we you're watching actually, this on YouTube whenever we yes. get it on the YouTube. You should actually start creating content where we're sitting across from each other that actually makes more sense right that would make more sense if we had multiple uh camera angles which we do but it's hard should we change these angles right now no. no. One day. One day we will like get our crap together also we're currently moving so when we have a bigger house uh, a bigger space things will come together but for right now we're on our couch making this podcast, and you can too. Uh, before we get into today's movie, because I promise you we will be talking about that movie, we want to just give a quick shout out to all you patrons out there. If you are a patron, if you support us with your dollars, honey boo boo, a dollar make me holla. Uh, it's, you know, $1, $2, $5 a month. We really appreciate that support. You know, we're new parents, we're full time content creators. So we really love some of the following people right here. We got Abby Forbes, Lakina Sutton Moore, Kristen Shoresman, Doria Cruz, Sherelle, Haley, Anaya, and Elaine. We're slowly getting through all of our amazing patrons. It doesn't end. Oh, Rosie We love you, Rosie Moan, Meg McGuire, Tanya Alvins, Nola. Ashley, Miss Jules, Carice, and Heather. We really appreciate all of y'all's support. So we is, can keep is Rosie, making the, I, Damn. I'm, I'm so sorry. Go, go ahead. But you got excited about is Rosie was um my teacher. Yes, at, yeah, te- uh, at the Annoyance. At the Annoyance. Shout Rosie. out to the Annoyance. Thank gonna, you. I, awesome. The teacher supporting the student. We rusty as hell. <laughs> sorry, can, I, can I finish a I'm sentence? so sorry. What, Rosie was your teacher at the Annoyance. What did you take? I took uh, improv, I think, four or three. I think it was improv three. Yeah. Did you have a good time in the class? Yeah, you bought it for me as a gift. I Thank did. you for that. I really do appreciate it, that. It, I guess it's kind of shady because it's like you need help on your comedy. Here's yes. a gift. <laughs> did you feel so, like you improved? Uh, I don't. 
And then that's <laughs> then that's all that really matters, though. Sorry Me for too. interrupting you. We no, are rusty. I interrupt you all the time. We are rusty, but guess what? We respect each other in this house. We, we do. love each other. This podcast, truly, like we said on the last episode, it taught us that we talk over each other a lot. So we are both works in progress, yes? Which is a TV show that a bunch of actually annoyance kids have been on. Works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's not talk about it because I actually auditioned for and that. And you didn't get and it. And I didn't get it. And please do not troll their no, show. No, it's a great it's a really TV show. show. It's a really good TV I show. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. In the same way that I wasn't good enough for you, despite Improv 1, Improv 2, Improv 3, taken at the annoyance. I need to take Improv 4, but that won't happen because we're moving. We can continue taking classes and perfecting our craft. But yeah, I think uh, not the comedy. We'll have to be in LA somewhere. Comedy and podcasting will continue to drive this marriage. Um, ben, you found something really special out there in those Apple podcast streets. So why don't you share with me? Because I haven't read it yet. You told me not to read it. I did tell you not to read it. I think that you should read it. Uh, but you saw this on Apple podcast reviews, I right? saw this on Apple like- podcast reviews and I was so excited. And actually, instead of doing a check-in, but we did do a check-in, I just wanted to talk about this review because it was so fantastic. So go ahead, read and don't cry. Okay. The subject line is keep on going. Five stars. Hey, Amber and Ben, my name is Ayana and I'm a 23 year old black girl from LA. I saw both of you this past Sunday in LA casually walking. My mom and I said hi and how much we love you guys, but we didn't want to stop and intrude on y'all Sunday. But I really felt the need to tell you guys how much of an influence the podcast had on me in just a couple of months since I subscribed. Bless you. Wow. Being a youngish 20 something. Wait, you moving it. Lost me. Being a youngish 20-something black girl who isn't always sure of herself, but knows she loves all things sci-fi, reading, yoga, sports, and fashion, we get the point. It can be lonely. It's so easy feeling like I'm an anomaly. It's only me. And my experience is not like other black girls, which I know, which of course is not true. But Amber is so refreshing and reassuring seeing a black woman, someone who looks like me, and the women in my family. <clears throat> nope, nope. Reassuring seeing a black woman, uh, women in my family, being unapologetically your truest self. Watching you be vocally vulnerable, whether that is you expressing your frustration in a situation or your love for Ben and Wild, even your willingness to ask, what does that word mean, has changed my perception of performing blackness as a woman. Black, as black women, I think we tend to navigate this world with a defensive outlook on life. Did I sound uneducated saying that? I'm not going to ask for clarification. Did I come off too angry? Am I not black enough? Am I too black? But you constantly reassure me that blackness is not a performance, but a part of my identity, which is infinite. Oh, oh my God. Um, by no means are you required to be anyone's role model, but I'm glad that you have a platform <laughs> where other black girls can see you be you. Um, enough about the personal impact you've had on me. The Sci-Fi Side podcast has gotten me to read and watch so many books and movies that I would never stumble upon on my own. And of course, both of your uplifting black works. I love listening to both of your perspectives. Whether you both agree or disagree, there's always a thought-provoking and fun conversations between the two of you. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Ayana from Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> fuck uh, me. Ayana, that was so beautiful. And I, I just want to i know you know ben she likes you too i'm I'm sure uh but i i always want to just always be authentically myself and i'm i'm so glad that that is being well received by the vast majority of people i know a lot of people hate me too but i do cry cry a lot and i am (laughs) very extra and i am 
hard on myself and I'm hard on my family, but um, I am ultimately just like a weirdo and I, I'm very happy about this. Why did you um, tell me that it was going to be that good? <laughs> so uh, we, we ran into Ayana when we were in uh, Culver City. Yeah, had, I remember. Yeah. And it was so cool because we were walking and we could see Ayana like whispering uh, to her mom, like, oh, wait. And, and, and then. Which is so strange for me. I'm like, like you can, you can come up and talk to us anytime. Uh, big hairy Ayana. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the beast. <laughs> but literally, this is exactly what we uh, hope the podcast is doing that people are discovering new authors or revisiting old works and that we're just keeping stories that have been told alive and keeping new stories. Um, uh, keep to keep to keep growing. So yeah, we're just the messengers. Like we didn't even do the hardest part. Yeah, we didn't. I, I was talking to Ben this weekend. Like not to put you on blast, but Ben was giving all of these authors like some tips on how to like do things on social media and and promote their work and stuff like that. And I in my brain I was like, well, the hardest part is just writing the book. Like I I could never give an author advice on spreading the word but it's it's so important to like create something wonderful and then tell people that you created something wonderful and advocate for yourself and and brag about yourself like that's a a battle as well yeah so to be fair one of them asked me what advice when it comes to advertising and social media and that's when i talked about it but it was quite fascinating to talk to authors who are award-winning authors and who um a little bit uncomfortable sharing their work and telling people about their work and advertising and uh, to not sound annoying or too constant. And so I just shared a little bit about how Amber and I advertise things that we're doing that are not in a preachy kind of way. And it was cool to be- I'm sure we still have preached Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was cool to see that me, who is not an author, that could actually do some good and be some support because- I was sort of fanning and, you know, fanboying to with certain authors. And it was really, um, I was flabbergasted when some of these authors recognized who I was or knew your work. And that was very uh, incredible for me and also humbling for me in a way because I see these authors as people doing the real work. But at the same time, yeah, they, some of these authors see me as someone who is also doing really great work if for example and Ayana I think just hit the nail on the head put the put the or put the dress on the mannequin I don't (laughs) put the dress you really put the dress on the mannequin you really dress that mannequin to the nine because I hate hit hit the nail on the head sounds a little bit too violent but yeah but it has to be done to get the job done you're you're right Uh, obviously I would advocate for violence (laughs) but I think it's better to start saying you really put the dress on the mannequin with that one if they really get the idea correctly Maybe. I I don't know. I think it's very... I, I, there's just so much good on the internet. And I know it's a horrible place, but if you are a creator and you're doing something powerful, like I just cannot stress enough that you should share what you're doing. Because I remember when that black man was in the news for bird watching and like that horrible lady um called the cops I, why his name is y'all y'all will tell me um his name again sadly, i think he wrote a comic book as well sadly i only yeah. remember uh amy cooper uh the the white lady that called the cops on him but i remember hearing that story and i was like 
oh shit, black people go birding? Like that that was my great takeaway from this horrible thing that happened and obviously people dragged her and I think she even ended up losing her dog because she was just so much Christian Cooper is yeah. his name. Who's Amy Cooper? She's a bad person. I don't know. Are there both are both of their last names Cooper? I me, I don't know. I don't but care. He, he the, turned- the other person's name is not important. I just know that I remember hearing that story and I was like, black people, we literally do everything. And sadly, it takes somebody calling the cops on us for me to find out on the other end of the world. But at the end of the day, like there is a black person that does everything or just as many things and more things as white people. So if you are somebody who thinks like I'm a weirdo, what, 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 what do you want? If you're somebody who thinks like I'm truly a weirdo because I'm a black person into jujitsu or skydiving, it's like, I promise you, you're not. So please share that experience to encourage the rest of us to like travel and jump out of planes. Why don't you start talking about the book? Because, you know, the movie, because we got we got a screamer. We got a stage four screamer over here. We have a screamer. Oh, my goodness. So we watched the film Bones and short summary back in night. 1979, uh, a neighborhood pimp by the name of Jimmy Bones is running <laughs> the neighborhood and loving the neighborhood and caring for the neighborhood. And then he is murdered because he refuses to sell crack in his neighborhood. He is murdered by three men and his body is buried in his home. And now he has decided to come back to haunt uh, three kids, for, sorry, four kids who are trying to buy his home and create a uh, essentially a club. And it they is, fully bought it. They and fo- yeah, they fully fully bought it. So there is lots of wonderful things about this film. One of my favorite things is that there are maggots. There's a wonderful scene of maggots. <laughs> yes, what was the maggot budget? And yeah, the maggot budget on this was quite high. <laughs> there were what were some things that you were like, whoa, that stuck out to you? Because I, I was stuck out by maggots on pizza at one point on opening night. <laughs> you know, maggots i mean i guess pretty soon essentially we're all gonna have to be eating bugs to make sure that our environment is healthy so that we can stop domesticating cows like we'll have to eat more bug, bug which food. i i'm actually okay with I, I i really am the kind of person that's like as long as it's seasoned well and done well like i'm into it like you know i love anchovies on pizza and you're always like this is disgusting why would you or- like this but like you don't understand like the saltiness, it, like chemically, something about anchovies on pizza really works for me. It, so I would totally eat a cricket that was like covered in barbecue. So and, what was the the snails that we just ate? The the French? Oh, the escargot. Yeah, yeah I've never had escargot recently, so I'm I'm cool with eating bugs. I could definitely do eating bugs. Yeah, just season it. Season it for sure. So that's something that really stuck out to me. There's a great baguettes show up. Fantastic. Uh, maggots. maggots 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 i think, what? You, I think you said baggots 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 like, like baggots baggots oh yeah baggots baggots showed up as well she is wild as wild's man. grabbing my mic if you're listening to this uh, so yeah well what's some what's something that stuck out to you i just love that and maybe this is a problem with me but snoop dogg is this like quintessential beloved like rapper pimp persona and at the end of the day, like a pimp is somebody who traffics women, <laughs> but for some reason he has the, he, he's like an ethical pimp. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to sell drugs in my neighborhood. Like I only traffic women, like yeah. drugs, not okay. People go for it. But again, like 
Snoop Dogg has always just been a pimp-esque figure. Like you actually don't see the women or the, the, the violence or the poverty that surrounds, I guess, that profession. But in this movie, he, he's truly like going door to door and giving people money. He's like a black Christmas pimp. Like he's giving toys and, and dollars. Like he's I, a black, I, I'm into skinny it. Santa Claus pimp. Yeah, pimp in pimp form. You also mentioned Pam Greer is also and in Pam this Greer. film, and you were loving Pam Greer. Yes, because here, okay, let me ask you this. You, Nick, when have we seen an older black woman as the like romantic lead? And obviously, it works because Pam Greer is like. Pam Greer is like the pinnacle of like black exploitation films. Like, did you even have a real black exploitation film if Pam Greer was not in it? So, of course, they're like, well, we have to use Pam Greer for this movie. Um, and she obviously like, you know, she's not in her prime in this, but she still looks like good as hell. You know, she ages like Angela Bassett and the rest of them. So but I remember thinking like. Like, what show have we seen that has, like, an older woman, like, having sex and being desired by Snoop Dogg? And he was really into it. Like, when you go back and watch videos, Snoop Dogg's like, I got to kiss the the, the legend Pam Greer. So it just really made me happy to see an older black woman being, you know, lusted after. Oh, yeah. The other thing that I loved about this film is the world building. And there are some very specific haunting elements. Like, for example... Mm-hmm. Every time the the dog, there's a dog in here that's essentially the ghost of Jimmy Bones, but every time the dog eats meat or kills somebody, the flesh of Jimmy Bones' body starts to be re-corporeal. Um, uh, so Re-what? Uh, corporeal. Corporeal. So um, corporeal means of body or uh, incorporeal refers to not of like the physical body, so spiritual. And Mm. so his body, his bones that have been buried underneath the house ends up becoming like flesh again. I thought that was just a nice little touch. It was a really nice creature feature. And it kind of reminded me sort of of, uh, and maybe it was like claymation or Mm -hmm. stop motion picture. What am I trying to say? Yeah. Claymation, stop motion. Yeah. Yeah, it. It, It was like the flesh. You see the flesh sort of growing back in those like early CGI days because this movie was made in 2001, but it still slapped. I, I, I remember watching it and being like, this aged well. Like this isn't, it, this aged well in ways that I know you always talk about some of the CGI of our, you, you remember when cartoons went from being like hand-drawn to CGI, like think like early Toy Story or the first Incredibles movie and you go back and watch it and it just doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold the, up. The storyline holds up obviously, but the animation you're like, ooh, this is rough. Uh, whereas you can watch Bambi and it's like, oh, this is still just as good, just as vivid. So I really appreciated that they used claymation because it still looked really great. At one point, the characters go to the underworld and Amber was like, oh, this is the upside down. This is the original upside down. Black people invented the upside down, obviously. Uh, There is a concept of the upside down that shows up and it's very hazy and red and it has a creepy sort of feature to it. It is very good. It it's is super really good. good. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the Duffer brothers or whatever, like saw bones one night. Cause it is a cult classic. Yeah. Like most it was panned when Jimmy it first bones. came out. I think it made it half was what panned. Pan. I mean, I don't, I'm, yeah. Pan means that people didn't like it. It was given, you know, low ratings has a terrible rotten tomatoes 
uh, score, and it didn't make half its budget. I think its budget was sixteen million. It made less than eight million, and so Ernest Dickerson was sort of didn't really make another movie or really didn't do something as big as Bones or Demon Knight um, ever again. I think Bones was sort of a, the nail in the coffin for him, but I'm. That was unfortunate because you, if you, if you go back and look at this, even after years of like, we have, we have tons of horror, we have tons of TV, we have tons of streaming sites at this day and age. And I watched Bones and was still like thoroughly entertained. You know what I realized is that oftentimes the soul of a person's body is really associated with the heart. But in here, when Jimmy Bones starts taking revenge on the people who caused his death or, or shot and killed him, he saws off their head with his switchblade and then carries around their head and their soul is contained within their head. So he doesn't let them go to the underworld because he wants each one of them to see him taking revenge on the next person, which I thought was such a nice little nice little touch. I was like, oh, the soul is in the head, right? That makes the most sense because our head created the idea of the soul. So that's a, another world-building element that I thought was, okay, Ernest Dickerson, I see what you're doing. And it was it, funny. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious, like the talking heads and like, heads will roll and like this is kind of like the visual we get for that but one of my favorite scenes was there's this scene where obviously the guy who's trying to convince Clifton Powell's character is trying to convince Jimmy Bones to sell crack in this neighborhood and they it ends up being a stick up so they're they pull their guns out on Bones and they're like take this crack now which is all just very like heightened but it, it it was absurd and jarring but we are dealing with you know the the tales of the crack academic and epidemic the and beginning like of that. it right the beginning, the beginning of, of it and so jimmy bones is shot five times and then to add insult to injury the the people that stick him up this like crooked white cop and this other other pimp figure who's turned on him they make his friends stab him they're like well we're not going to be the only ones responsible for this so they they bring his bodyguard out and make him stab him and they like everybody in the room has to stab him and obviously gets to pam greer who's like the love of his life and she goes to stab herself very like romeo and juliet and then mm -hmm. he like stabs himself with that knife like no and i had a moment where i was like bro snoop dogg is acting yeah like he is actually a really great obviously Almost every movie Snoop Dogg is in, he gets to mostly play himself or he's kind of like a, who is it? Like a, a Terrence, what is that actor's name? I don't know why his name is uh, losing me right now, but uh, y'all know Lucius for Empire. Y'all know my heart, but you know, every movie that Wanda Sykes is in, she can kind of basically just play herself. But Snoop Dogg was like playing himself, but also doing like this ghost pimp figure really well. And as he was dying, you know, the blood was, you know, bright red, like brighter than ketchup, like tomato red. But I was thoroughly entertained. Very much a black exploitation callback. Hell yeah. This is very much loved by that. Also, I mean. By that. What's that? By. Wait. You said this is very much loved by that. Um, oh, so Ernest Dickerson loves black exploitation films. Got he, it. He's he absolutely. I thought, you were, are you, I thought you were referring to like black people as that. No, no, like, I'm, this movie I'm was referring... very much loved by that. No, no, the, like, this movie, that this movie, the, the people who created this movie obviously cared and loved black exploitation films. Got of, it, of got the it. 70s. Thank, you. Thank you for clarifying. And this is Let very clarify, much man. a love story, a love, um, a callback to those black exploitation films. But something that it sort of more grotesque and horrific is that here in Chicago, we 
there is a lot of gun violence and a lot of stories will be someone got mm-hmm. shot and walked into the emergency room or someone got shot and then, uh, you know, they were declared dead at the hospital. And it takes a very, if you get shot, it takes time for you to f- die or like it takes time for you to lose blood. And so this, a lot of films, someone will get shot and immediately die. And this film was like, no, we're going to treat the shooting a little bit realistically. Yeah. It's, if someone gets shot, they're they're lying on the floor for a little bit. It's it's really horrific. And I thought, even though there is a lot of camp to this, there's elements of realism. Oh, yes. That uh, that sort of stuck out to me. But it, it only got super campy near the end, where it was like tons of maggots and the talking heads. But everything up until that was pretty like this is a thriller. Yeah. You know, this movie surprised me because ultimately, if we're going to talk about themes, ultimately the themes are about family. And essentially, one of the people who kills Jimmy Bones, we find out his son is the person, his two sons are the people trying to buy Jimmy Bones' old um, home and create this nightclub. And and the father is horrified by that because he knows he buried Jimmy Bones' body in that home and this whole idea of like keeping secrets from your family like i was like oh this is actually like a family drama and we learned out the love interest of his son played by beyonce's cousin the one and only <laughs> bianca lawson yeah bianca lawson <laughs> good to see her you know she was in save the last dance and she was kind of the you know the the air quote villain there but if you give it a rewatch as an adult you're like oh you're kind of not the villain yeah she she in save the last dance she she has yeah. some valid points but uh <laughs> In this, in this tale, finds out that her father is Jimmy Bones and that he, you know, has been haunting her in a little bit in a very creepy way. So there's lots of family things. It's a family drama. And also there's a blended family here that mm-hmm. um, where the siblings, like the two black brothers and their um, white sister, very much care for each other. And not yeah. in like a weird like, oh, I yeah, want to fuck my stepbrother. Yeah, there's step- no yeah. sexual tension. There's You're no, correct. Yeah, and she's not trying to you know be um what is it a snow bunny <laughs> yeah just there, a snowflake yeah just like a ditzy white girl there, that, there is a snowflake in here though who yeah just like i mean that's just kind of what he calls her that's not like a. is there an official term like i thought they call them snow bunnies like white yeah yeah why, yeah that well that's just like that's more of a dig at the at the black dude. It's like, oh, you only like snow bunnies, huh? Like uh, that, like a, a black guy would never be like, hey, my little snow bunny. I, I don't know. I, I, if they did, I wouldn't be in the conver- in the room for that conversation. But it's you don't hang it's out with snow bunnies. It's mostly just like <laughs> that's not a thing. It's just like a funny like. Oh, somebody's sleepy. Thanks for bearing with us, y'all. Um, We'll, we'll probably wrap up soon just because we have a baby. But no, snow bunnies is not a, a term for something specific. It's just like, oh, this black guy dates white girls. He likes snow bunnies. You know what I, I did like that this they sort of explore a more serious theme. And um, basically this father, he has these two black sons and he he explicitly leaves the hood to move into the suburb. Right. Oh, she you said no he does not she's like no we are not leaving the hood or like <laughs> this idea of leaving the city escaping to the suburb and because his sons like grew up in the suburbs now they're trying to like get back into the city and they're trying to create rap music which is a city music it comes from the city and the father is so rejecting of that because the father has like, we came integrated up. 
I got you out of here. Yeah, and he's integrated into white culture. He's yeah, assimilated. Married his, uh, you know, assimilated into white culture, and so he's married a white woman after his first wife died, which creates this blended family. And I thought, I was like, oh, wow, Ernest Dickerson is exploring something here that is serious, that are real questions that are happening, that there's real tension that happens between, you know, middle-class uh, black families and their their children being too interested in that quote unquote like ghetto lifestyle of like being interested in rap music, mm-hmm. being in, interested in it's like um, and I saved y'all from that like we as you if have a, as if you needed to be saved saved from it exactly yeah it's like you have a white stepmom now we live in a white neighborhood like why would you aspire to like why do you want to be down there with those other blacks and 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 do a nightclub and be into black culture like I saved you from that. Yeah, I thought it was a very sobering exploration of that and a very caring exploration of that. Um, Another theme that you thought was done dirty is that this idea of vengeful ghosts, right? Not the done dirty, but I just don't. Okay, so if you watched it with us, you notice that Jimmy Bones kills the bodyguard. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy Bones had a bodyguard who, I guess, like, who who had one job, which was to keep him alive, and he didn't do that. (laughs) Because they turned a gun out on they turned a gun on him but then of course they made the bodyguard along with everybody else stab jimmy bones and so, so that I, they were all culpable so, so that no they're all culpable out. but i just don't think that the bodyguard deserved to die i, I was like oh no like he was forced to do that like d- maybe just break his leg or something but you hit that like your first kill was the bodyguard who w- literally had a gun held to his head and i don't know would you have killed the bodyguard well so here's the thing jimmy bones and i think ernest dickerson is doing is that jimmy bones ghost is separate from jimmy bones the pimp who was caring and loving oh and and so the the ghost that's come back is purely vengeful and at the closing of the film pam greer's character recognizes that and ends up burning the dress that had the last bit of jimmy bones blood on that which in this world, if there's blood in the location, that's why Jimmy Bones is still able to haunt. And yeah. so it is understood that this Jimmy Bones coming back, he is not a good dude, right? He is at one point like creepily like haunting his daughter and almost borderline like you could interpret it sexually. And he is killing a bodyguard who was literally forced to stab him, had a gun to his head. Um, he is doing really terrible, terrible things. And I think it... Uh, we are led to believe that even though we are sympathetic to Jimmy Bones, ultimately he's a vengeful, murdering ghost who has lost all sense of feeling and sympathy. And he's like, I don't know. I, I just love how black the ghost is, too. He's like, no, nah, I remember, nigga, you killed me. Like, feel yeah. this. I was just like, yes. It's like, stabbing. you don't have to be like, ooh, I am a white ghost. <laughs> so and- I really appreciate it. I also appreciate, you know, spoiler alert, but... Basically, at the end of the movie, everybody ends up dying. Like, the yeah. dad ends up dying. The Jimmy uh, Bones possesses his daughter and then kills... The daughter kills her love interest by vomiting uh, uh, maggots on him. Yeah, and I was thinking, Death I was like, when have, when have I ever seen everyone die? Like, the perfect storm? I think, I think in, the, in the 90s, 2000s, it was very traditional in horror films to kill everybody in slasher films, everyone dies, maybe one or two, the final, the you know, the final girl trope, but it was very common to kill off everybody. But in this one, it's very clear that there is no final girl. I mean, in a way, there is a final girl. It's um, Bianca Lawson, but... Who? Bianca, what was her name? Bianca. 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 I, Bianca. I think you were mixing up Bianca and Beyonce. Bianca. 
Bianca Lawson, Beyonce's cousin. But she she is the final girl, but she is being possessed by Jimmy Bones. And I thought, okay, this is there is so much to unpack here. There's so much to explore. And I mean, I would never try to possess my daughter if I were to try to come back. Like Jimmy Bones is not a good dude, and it does come back to what He's you like, said. Nah, everybody can get it. Like everyone, the, the unborn fetus didn't protect me from death either. Yeah, everybody so can get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it comes back to this idea: is that a pimp is ultimately someone who traffics women, and this idea that selling crack cocaine. Not is, ultimately, that that is the sole. That job. is the sole purpose, and selling crack is oh no, that's too low, but. You're like, well, also pimping <laughs> women is also not great, too. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like that TikTok. It's like, oh, I am not a thief. I am a shoplifter, okay? <laughs> Which I like that distinction because it just implies, like, I steal from the grocery store. Like, I'm not just a thief out here. Yeah. Well, anyway, Ben, um, Miss, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, whenever we get this out, uh, as you can see, Wild is completely asleep even though we are loudly broadcasting this right in her ears she has fallen asleep and i think that with so so with that being said with wild snoring on my chest why don't you warp up the show ben in conclusion y'all watch bones by ernest dickerson uh this director is incredible we've covered one of his other movies um uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Watch that as well. He's so fantastic. I'm really glad Snoop Dogg is still acting. He recently came out with a movie on Jamie with Jamie Foxx. Uh, he is an incredible actor. Don't sleep on this film. Pam Greer is awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Up next, we will be reading Flowers for the Sea. Ben, can you grab it and hold it right quick in the cameras? We will be reading Flowers, Flowers for the Sea uh, by Zen. Zen, right, Ben? Zen, yep. Which is funny because we actually legit just had uh, drinks with Zen last night. By Zen Rocklin, who is freaking incredible. I cannot wait to read this book. So be sure to read Flowers for the Sea, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Imagine, like, we're probably just so boring that our own child just fell asleep. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.